You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the Football Dudes. And Dave, yes, you sir. ready to take a trip, bro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next stop, the trend zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about the flex coming into play. Yeah. Believe it or not, a Colin Kaepernick sighting. Our survivor picks, scratch that, your survivor picks, our fantasy go back starts, and of course, preview some of the biggest games coming up in week 11 of the NFL. But Dave, can't get a trip into the zone started with no without any nugs, bro. Come on. Yeah, I'm gonna scoop out a couple of nugs for the people here, Casey. And I'll tell you what, these are the same old tasty nugs, really, that we're dishing out every week. It is, no doubt, the NFL that we love. Last week, just 13 games though, but the out of those thir- 11 of those 13, separated by just one possession. Wow. Right at the end there. Uh, all these games come down to the wire. In 36 games this season, a team is won or tied after trailing in the fourth quarter. Those are some comeback wins. Those are nail biters, dude. We had uh, plenty of that this weekend. It's it's just awesome when the NFL, you just don't know who's going to win until that final second ticks off the clock, dude. Yeah, you can't predict it, dude. We talked about it. The Dolphins beating the Colts. Yeah. The uh you know, the Falcons beating the Saints, the Titans beating the Chiefs. Oh, it's so beautiful. We love it all. All right, Dave, let's get this cracking into some top trending stories. Week twelve coming up. We're going to see that flex I was talking about. Seattle and Philly bumped out of the primetime slot, bro. Yeah, and this is an awesome move that the NFL's been doing late in the season here. And the showdown between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco Cisco 49ers, an awesome NFC battle here. Classic, but also pertinent right this year. That's going to be Sunday night football. Seattle and Philly has been bumped out of that spot for uh, an amazing game. Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy G. This is going to be fun, man. Yeah, dude. Now, Seattle, Philly getting demoted. That's a great game in itself, but we're probably going to see that one early in the morning because in the afternoon, a little matchup between my Cowboys and the Patriots. So, you know, the NFL wants all eyes on that. So why even have any other games with that going on? (laughs) Clear the schedule. (laughs) But Dave, even tastier than that, bro, the NFL getting it right an early Christmas present. Yeah, dude. So they had set this schedule up this year so that those Saturday games late in the season, week 16 games, could be chosen right at this point in time. And what they did was they were going to grab, of course, games that had playoff ramifications. They've got the Texans and the Bucks. Well, the Bucks may or may not be in the playoff picks, but certainly uh, the Texans will be. That one's going to be there uh, for the early slot. Bills, Patriots, obviously two teams heading towards the playoffs right now. It's going to the middle game. And then in the evening, Rams at 49ers, a divisional matchup that could have a lot of significance in it. That is going to be awesome. All three games, Casey, will be on NFL Network. Wow. Oh, yeah, dude. All three games on my wife's birthday, so I'm sure oh, she's yeah. going to love that. Plenty <laughs> the, of football the, for the news that we're staying home from morning tonight. <laughs> I have to get her some jewelry or something, and uh, maybe yeah. she'll get over that. Oh, but that's sweet. Dave, know what else is sweet? Finally, Monday Night Football, living up to the hype. No Pay more off. undefeated teams after Dangerous Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks went in there and beat those 49ers in overtime. What a game, dude. Wow, amazing football game. Finally, like you said, the primetime paid off for us. But it's not a surprise that uh, Russell Wilson was able to find a victory 
late in the game. That Obviously, never happens. As seconds were ticking <laughs> off in the overtime period, they were able to secure the win and knock the Niners out of the ranks of the undefeated. Man, that was spectacular. What a great football game. Oh, dude, and how about Jadavion Clowney, man? This guy, Ooh. we talked about him in last week's show. He's Exploding. getting better and better. Second touchdown on the season. That guy yeah. is amazing. What a fun game. Uh, good for the Monday night football crew. All right, Dave, <laughs> speaking of San Francisco 49ers, bro, we got an ex-49er on the radar. Turns out Colin Kaepernick is going to get a tryout on Saturday. Dude, we've seen all these teams in the NFL, at least 16 teams, play more than one quarterback. Yeah. We've seen some good play, but we've seen some horrendous plays. <laughs> it's about time that this guy gets another shot. Yeah, no doubt. And he's going to have an on-field workout and an interval that uh, interview, and that will be taped for the entire league. So we'll get clarification on where he is physically, what he's capable of, and then also what his mindset is coming into this. What is he looking for? I'm sure they're going to have to ask him some pertinent questions. What is it going to take for him to sign on a football team? There's certainly room for a Colin Kaepernick on one of these rosters somewhere, dude. And it's weird because the NFL scheduled this thing. It was a surprise to Colin Kaepernick, and they, they wanted him secured in on the Saturday, and they're moving forward with this thing. But Let's see if Cap can take advantage of this and get himself back in the NFL, man. Yeah, he's been doing a keeping steady with the social activism off the field. Spent his 32nd birthday a week or so ago helping feeding the homeless population there nice. in Oakland. Um, hopefully this is not just written into uh, the NFL's anti collusion stance against right, him. Right, but you know what? I've heard, Casey, that he's been working out five days a week intensely and that he's ready to go. We'll see if he looks physically the part. Man, I hope so. The NFL could always use quarterbacks, especially yep. one that's been to the Super Bowl. All right, Dave, let's move on to survival pool. Three strikes. I've been dead a while. How'd you do, bro? Uh, so I took my second uh -oh. strike in the three. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for the three strikes pool, people. We recommend these things strongly because after a weekend like this where I was with the Saints – and they somehow shockingly got beat by the Atlanta Falcons. It's it's shocking how bad this Falcons team has played this year, but uh, I guess it's not a shock. This divisional uh, matchup came and bit the Saints in the butt here. But um, that was my second strike, so I'm still alive. But everybody in our league took a strike, so eh, it's not terrible. Oh, yeah, dude, my other big money pool, which I've been dead. Ten teams were left. They all had the Dolphins. They all Died, so they had to split that big pot 10 nice. ways, so not as sweet, but at least you get paid. Most popular correct pick last week were the Ravens over the Bengals, and the most popular incorrect pick were those Saints over the Falcons. Moving into week 11, the Raiders over the Bengals is muy popular, <laughs> and the Bills over the Dolphins if you don't like the Raiders. All yeah, right, Dave. No, no, Casey, that's the theme of picking the team that's playing the team that stinks. And that yeah, team well, is either the Cincinnati Bengals or the Dolphins. So yeah, if you've got he, one of those two teams, Oakland or Buffalo, left, you've got something tasty. Since he's working on a perfect season, but don't look now, Dave. That's two in a row for the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I touch that one. What's happening? All right, there? let's move it on to the uh, fantasy go-back starts of the week. Any love on your bench? I'll tell you what, Casey. In our league, I was completely dominant uh, with my streaming of Daniel Jones taking the uh, the whole the whole deal for me and making it not even close. And in the other league, there was nothing I could have done. So no fantasy go backs for me. What about you? Yeah, I didn't have any go backs. I had a buy eating up a few of my uh, bench backs there, but really you know, underperforming. Drew Brees, no touchdowns, only got me eleven point four eight, and then my guy Zeke only zeked it up to the tune of six point three. Wow. So um. 
yeah, no real love there for me in the fantasy go bags. Damn. All right, Dave, let's get to the hot, hot action. It's NFL football, and we love it. Go ahead and get us started, bro. All right. It is your Dallas Cowboys, dude, heading to Detroit to play the Lions. The Cowboys on the road in this one, but favored by four. Yeah, you know, the Cowboys, dude, I mentioned, couldn't Zeke it up. He went just 20 carries for only 47 yards against the Vikings, and the Cowboys had no first downs via the rush. It had been many, many years since that happened, and you don't associate that with the Cowboys team. Yeah. But uh, my guy, Amari Cooper, dude, he had 11 catches, 147 yards in the touchdown in that game. And Dak Prescott, dude, played lights out against those Vikings. Nine passes of at least 20 yards. But once again, the Cowboys not only started slow, but red zone woes. Only one of three in the red zone. And on the year, that's five of 12 in the red zone. Um, that's why they're losing some of these close games. Um, Connor Williams, he's probably going to be out two to four weeks. Xavier Suofilo is going to jump in there at left guard. And I talked about those red zone woes, dude. That's the reason why this team is only five and four when they could easily be eight and one. They've lost three games by a combined total of eight points. So we could be eight and one, but they're not. They're five and four. (laughs) Not that far away. And you look at the stats, dude, the Cowboys, number one offense in the NFL, averaging almost 450 yards a game, sixth in scoring, almost 28 points a game. And on the defensive side of the ball, dude, only giving up 323 a game, right. and they're the seventh-ranked defense. So all the pieces are there. It's just a little bit off, a couple plays here and there, and that's the difference in there. But they got to get that stuff straightened out because they got the Patriots next week, then the Bills on a short week, the Bears, and then the Rams and Eagles. So um, it's not been great. It's been good. It could get better, but still the destiny is in their hands. Yeah, and uh, you, you're going against the Deach Lions squad, Casey, <clears throat> at 3-5-1. and one. That really, really needs this win. But uh, they could have won several more games, but they lost a handful of games in a very, very painful way, including that one against Green Bay divisionally where they had the uh, questionable penalties at, at best that cost them that football game. They lost that game against the, the Chiefs, who where they had a 100-yard return for a touchdown, and they lost that game by three points or something like that, where that was a 14-point turn. This is a game, uh, this is a team that is close uh, to have a, a lot better record, uh, but they're on a two-game losing streak coming in here, and um, again, they need this win badly in order to get back into the mix. Um, it is a good football team. Uh, it's not a really a great defense, even though it's Matt Patricia and uh, the defense you know, he's a defensive-minded guy, but they're second worst in yards per game and near the bottom in points given up. But they're a really good passing game with Matt Stafford, and he's having a, f- a phenomenal season, really, when you think about it. He's got 19 touchdowns and just five picks. A 106 quarterback rating for the season at this point is pretty impressive. And um, Galladay has really emerged as a phenomenal receiver for them. Marvin Jones has uh, had explosive weeks on occasion where he has really put up big, big numbers. Um, and Amendola over there is, is, a, is another guy that can get the get the job done for them. So uh, this passing offense is really the thing. Kerryon Johnson is, uh, I think, I believe he's banged up heading into this game. Yeah. So that's a that's a, a real setback there for their running game, which had been a, a stabilizing factor for this offense. Um, but defensively, they've got a, a handful of guys, some former uh, Patriots and uh, various dudes back on the defensive side. But um, 
Yeah, this is going to be a tall order here against a Cowboy team that's going to be rolling in here that really needs a win. But again, this Lions team, desperate for a victory here, dude. And at home, who knows what they can put together. Well, I'm hoping we see Driscoll and not Stafford in this game. So, oh, yeah, uh, Stafford with the, uh, the, the the back issue. So it might very well be Driscoll. Um, that could be a huge, huge, significant difference. Okay, up next, Casey, it is the Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens are favored by four in this game. Yeah, dude, this is only the second time in NFL history that two starting quarterbacks under the age of 25 – both with passer ratings of 100 and better, will square off in week 11 or later. And our, other than the PR, dude, these guys are both legit MVP candidates. Uh, Deshaun Watson, before that um, hiatus, was the uh, Offensive Player of the Month wow. in October. 73% completion, almost 1,300 yards, 10 passing touchdowns. Dude, that was four more than anybody else. And a 110.6 passer rating. Also rushed for almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. Texans went 3-1 and one heading into that bye week. And since 2014, Houston's won four of their five games coming after the bye. So that's mm. good news for the Texans. Yeah. Um, Hyde and Johnson have been good, but they still need to get more out of that run game. Carlos Hyde's more of the between-the-tackles guys. Duke Johnson's more of the... Uh, the guy out of the backfield, but they right. got to figure out a way to get those guys more involved. Now the defense, man, they have struggled in that pass game, but they got five players with at least one interception. Part of that struggle is obviously no um, JJ Watt in there. Merciless mm -hmm. is leading the team with uh, five and a half sacks. Can't defend the pass well, but they can defend the run. They are third against the run, but they that's going to be put to the test when this Ravens Ooh. team comes to town, when they go to play the Ravens, that is. Yeah. And uh, they, they need to get this win because up on deck are the Colts and the Patriots. So uh, this is a big test game for these Texans. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, this Ravens squad has continued to impress me. Uh, I accuse them of picking off some weak uh, you know, teams along the way, which they did, but they handled those teams and they blew them out. And the statement victory against the Patriots a couple weeks back was enormous. Uh, and the way they played last week against uh, a Bengals squad, they just dominated. Okay. And it's five in a row now for these uh, Baltimore Ravens. So it's significantly uh, impressive. Jackson last week coming off his second perfect game of the season. Only two, only two or three quarterbacks in NFL history have put together uh, perfect games more than once in a season. And four TDs uh, uh, last week, uh, including a 47-yard touchdown run for Jackson. But this is the top-ranked top offense in terms of points scored per game right now at over 33 points a game. And they're the top rushing team, Casey. They're damn near 200 yards rushing a game, 197.2. When you get to 200 yards rushing a game, you are dominating wow. the football team. And Mark Ingram... Uh, you know, he's not getting a lot of the, a lot of credit because Jackson is their leading rusher. But uh, Ingram's averaging five yards a carry. So the uh, I think um, Jackson's running at, at like six point five yards a carry or something like that. So um, it's an incredibly impressive 
uh, running scheme that they're using, uh, and they're, and obviously uh, Lamar Jackson is the focal point there. But they they hit you hard and um, they hit you often running the football at, at receiver. Hollywood Brown, the speedy rookie, Mark Andrews, two touchdowns last week at tight end. Nick Boyle emerges with seventy eight yards, and the Baltimore defense is getting it done too. A lot of new names out out there defensively. Scored twice last week, including the recent acquisition uh, Marcus Peters, who scored a touchdown. They also have Earl Thomas. Plenty of talent on that side of the football this is a good football team yeah dude how about rolling out three heisman trophy winners on offense last week with rg3 ingram and our guy lamar jackson and i don't know if you (laughs) saw this but on the sideline when he was talking to coach harbaugh that was classic stuff man talking about how he's changing the uh quarterback position if you haven't seen it go out there and get that it is uh good stuff on NFL.com. And hey, dude, shopping season is right around the corner. And if you're going to buy the family a bunch of stuff on Amazon where you don't have to leave the house, go ahead and head over to the Football Dudes. Click on the Amazon link. It won't cost you anything, but it might make us a couple of bucks. Okay, Dave, back to business, baby. Little Super Bowl 52 rematch, if you will. The New England Patriots at the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Patriots are three and a half point favorites on the road. Wow. Uh, not the best time in the world to get this Patriots squad. Uh, coming off a bye, first of all, where Bill Belichick is pretty good with two weeks of preparation time. But also coming off a nationally televised game that they came up short in, where they were sort of uh, pushed around by the Baltimore Ravens a couple weeks ago uh, on uh, on primetime TV. So not the best time for the Eagles to face this Patriots squad, who is uh, actually phenomenal on the defensive side. But let's start, obviously, on the offensive side. You've got Tom Brady. Um, he's obviously getting it done. He's uh, arguably the best quarterback in NFL history. He's having a modest season. But nice job, Michelle, James White. Plenty of weapons over there. Julian Edelman, um, 10 catches in Week 9. Mohamed Sanu, the recent acquisition, also 10 catches in Week 9. That's so, 20 catches between them, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you did the numbers, Casey. <laughs> I appreciate you handling the math for me. But I'll tell you what. That 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 gives them legitimate weapons. When they bring in Sanu, uh, and Belichick knows how to just pry the right guy off the, yeah. off of somebody else's squad and, and then just squeeze him for all the productivity possible. Uh, this offense has got plenty of weapons galore, and they'll just dial it in to face whoever they're facing uh, and feature different guys. On the defensive side, that's where it's been at for this team. Obviously, the top defense in the league in terms of giving up points at just at 10.9, and that includes getting kind of like you know their worst performance last week, 10.9 per game defensively. Wow. Um, obviously an amazing defensive effort. And it's this really this trio of linebackers of Vanoy, Hightower, and Jamie Collins um, that can sort of move around. They're confident. They're so confident in the scheme. They can move around and they can make plays, but they can disguise what they're doing, what the, what, what they're running until the last second. And that means the quarterback's guessing. And uh, ultimately it means that this Patriots defense is dominating. Yeah, dude, and you think uh, Tom Brady's still a little bit salty about that Super Bowl 52 loss? Yeah, the answer is yes. He yeah. wants to get a <laughs> He's little got payback, something dude. For them, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He might Split have a up. chip on his shoulder. Oh, just maybe, just a little Split bit, up. dude. Tom Brady, never forget a Fargan face, ever. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this Philadelphia Eagles team. No Deshaun Jackson, and they've really missed him. Uh, on that offense there. So they re-signed Jordan Matthews, former second-round pick of the team. 
but it was Deshaun Jackson that really stretched his field. So teams have been playing him a little bit tighter. That's kind of bottled up Zach Ertz, who had a huge year last year. But they, without stretching the field, that's kind of limited some of the things he does there. And, um, you know, the rushing game, they brought over Jordan Howard. They're doing a decent job there. But where it's really been good is at home for Carson Wentz. In four games, he's got 1,000 combined yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, and 100 passer rating. So he likes to be there in front of the Philly faithful. But you flip it over, dude. Um, oh, let me just get back to the offensive line real quick. They signed the right guard, Brandon Brooks, to an extension. They paid him the big money. They like what he's doing. And Jason Peters is healthy and ready to go. So I hope maybe that will elevate the run game a little bit. But yeah. it's ultimately going to fall on the shoulder of Carson Wentz. And this dude's still got to figure out how to run the football without getting demolished in the NFL. That's escaped <laughs> his game to this point. And this is about the point in the season where he's gotten knocked out for the rest of the game. So he's got to smarten up a little bit. But at the same time, this is a huge game for these guys. And then let's go ahead and flip it over to the defensive side. That's kind of what's kept Philly relevant in this chase. Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham have been dominating, dude. They make plays left and right, but they're really getting a lot out of Derek Barnett, the young guy out of Tennessee. He's been very good on this team. So they really struggle with the pass game. And when you, pay the, when you play the Patriots, they take away what you do well, and yeah. they make you do stuff you're not good at. So, um, you know, like you said, the Patriots coming off a ass kicking on national TV after a bye week. I think Ooh. it's going to be um, bad news for those Eagles, but we'll see what happens on Sunday because it's been so crazy out there. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? <laughs> it's going to be a great football game, no question. All right, baby. Up next, Sunday night football, Chicago Bears at our Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams are six and a half point favorites at home. Wow. Both these teams uh, struggling in, in a surprise situation this late in the season, uh, sort of meddling around 500. But let's talk, obviously, this Bears squad right now. Um, whew, man, I'll tell you what. Troops has struggled. He sort of regressed this year and obviously took the injury. That certainly didn't help his development. Um and Do you think that the Bears are thinking they could have had Deshaun Watson <laughs> or Pat Mahomes, or they're yeah. probably not? Mitchell they don't think Trubisky wants you to turn off the TV, Casey, because he's been hearing um, a little bit too much criticism, and he's as he said that the the team needs to shut down that basically and dial that out so they can focus on themselves and not listen to the outside world. So maybe he is feeling that pressure uh, of being that guy that um, hasn't lived up to. Um, the other guys that are in his drafts uh, class, no question. But last week, I'll tell you what, had a nice football game. Three touchdowns, zero picks, a 131 rating, and played a, f a phenomenal game, really. And they've got two good running backs in David Montgomery and Tarek Cohen, different style of dudes there. Um, Cohen, obviously, more of a uh, guy catching the football out of the backfield, a uh, smaller guy. But... Um, you know, plenty of weapons there with uh, Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel. It seems like this defense isn't what it was um, mm -hmm. when you've removed Fangio now from the equation there on that side of the football. Even though they've got um, uh, a good defensive coordinator in there, it just seems like uh, they've lost a little of that edge, even though Khalil Mack, when he came over, was a monster. And they have the linebacker, uh, the young guy, Roquan Smith, uh, really uh, a huge playmaker. There's plenty of talent on that side. Just doesn't seem to have that 
intimidating attitude that it had. And without the, when Nagy was swaggy Nagy midway through last season and they were really feeling it, um, there was just a lot more confidence, I think, throughout the entire locker room. Uh, they need to find that and they need to find it fast heading to Los Angeles to play this Ram squad that is, is equally desperate for a win. Yeah, dude, Rams sitting behind the Niners and the Seahawks in that mm-hmm. uber-competitive NFC West. They got to find a way to get a win, dude, just to try to be in that wildcard mix. Yep. Problem with these Rams, dude, they are so beat up. They've lost three starters from their O-line, which pretty much stayed healthy all of last season. <laughs> so missing right tackle, a center, and another uh, guard. It's pretty bad news up front there. Yep. And that might be some of the reason that they've struggled with the run game Although Todd Gurley was having his best game in a while against the Steelers, running for over six yards of carry on 12 carries. And then his last touch of the ball came with a minute left in the third quarter. What? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Sean McVay said, oh, that's just the kind of rotation. The boy genius? Yeah, but when you on the road, baby, desperate for a win, you got Todd Gurley back there. You paid him all that money. I don't care what your rotation says. Right. Mine says to move Gurley back to the top of that. They didn't do that on Pittsburgh, and they paid the price with the loss. Um, moving back to the injury situation, though, Brandon Cooks, concussion's going to keep him out of yet another game. I'm starting to worry about the rest of his season, and that should have opened up the game for Cooper Cup, and he did have chances last week, was just unable to capitalize when he had it. That smothering um, Steelers defense really held him in check, but I need to see more Robert Woods, dude, and Reynolds. Robert Woods last year was that guy that – the spark totally. plug, man, he came up big, and I haven't really seen that out of his game this year. Maybe they start looking to the tight ends, Everett and Higby, because those guys are both legitimate playmakers, but they just need to figure out how to score points. Um, the defense still really good. Dante Fowler Jr. had a touchdown last week, and they brought over Clay Matthews on um, the Packers trash. He's actually leading the team with flowing locks and sacks with seven and a half of those. So <laughs> he's been a welcomed addition there. Jalen Ramsey trying to earn that long-term deal there with the Rams. So the defense really kept him in that Steelers game. They can probably create a couple of those plays like they did against the Steelers against these Bears. But both of these teams are up against it, bro. And uh, I like the Rams' chances at home. But, man, this is not a gimme by any means. And the loser of this, dude, is probably out of the playoff race. Yeah, they're in bad situation uh, if if you can't come come up with a W this weekend, dude. I'll tell you what. All right, up next, Monday Night Football. It is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers, but this one's not in L.A., Casey, where it would be Kansas City West. (laughs) This might be Kansas City further west and south or more further southwest or whatever from Kansas City because this one's in Mexico City, dude, um, where last year there was a game scheduled and it was ultimately canceled uh, due to the poor field conditions. They've assured the Chargers and the Chiefs that the field will be phenomenal for this game as the Kansas City Chiefs go to Mexico City to face the home team, Los Angeles Chargers. The Chiefs on the raid on the road, Casey, have are only favored by three and a half. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, go back about a month ago when Mahomes went down on Thursday night football against the Broncos, and uh, you thought it was bad, bad news for the uh, the Chiefs in their season, but. Mahomes came back last week after just a couple of, you know, missing just a couple of games. And, and lost. He, played, 
But he was plenty good <laughs> enough to win that game, dude, following up his MVP season with over 2,600 yards and an 18-to-1 TD-to-interception ratio. Yeah. So he picked up right where he left off. Eight different players with at least one receiving touchdown for these Chiefs. He flips it all around. You got to keep them clean, though. They've had um, some uh, injuries up front, too, so I worry about the hits this guy's taking. But uh, you move it to the, the running game here, and there was an absence last week. That was Shady McCoy. Andy Reid sat him, said he was healthy because he wanted to manage his health. So oh, I'm expecting management. to be. Yeah, I was like, don't you have like four or five running backs there, dude? You ended up losing a game to an AFC team, man. All hands on deck. Are yeah. you hurt or are you injured? You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, he was supposedly healthy. I get it. He's had a lot of touches, but he's also been their best running back. So get him in the game. Um, you flip it over, though, to the defense, man. This is the worst rush defense in the league, giving up almost 200 yards a game. Just ask Derek Henry about that. He'll say yeah. he had quite a good time playing against these Chiefs. But they need more splash plays on defense, dude, and they need them from someone other than Chris Jones. I'm talking to you, Ragland, Hitchens, Clark. Yeah. One of you guys needs to step up and make a play. You know what else they could use? They could use a little honey badger. I know he don't give a crap, but it is time to give a crap. The Chiefs looked like they were world beaters last year. This looking pretty average this season. So uh, this is a huge game, man, and they got to find a way to win and – I don't know, dude. I think I smell a game plan for the Chargers. Yeah, Look there's no doubt high. when the Chiefs have struggled, it's been because the teams that have come in have decided to run the ball and committed to running the football. And they've won the time of possession, and they've dominated the game in that manner. And that keeps that explosive Chiefs offense off the field, and it forces that Chiefs defense um, to you know work, work, work all game long. And they've got a great pass rush but not a great run defense. So they love to play from out in front. What you need to do is somehow run the ball early. If you're the Chargers, run the football early in this game and come out with a game plan to at least move the chains for the first couple of possessions, find a way to run the clock, keep the Chargers defense rested, and and wear out that Chiefs defense because they can get after the quarterback. They can really get after the quarterback if they're in a position to do so. So you can't get behind in the chains uh, with these guys. You can't go third and long against them. Rivers has had himself a decent game, but he's been mistake prone. Honestly, I love the guy, but he has thrown uh, critical picks this season that have cost the Chargers uh, significantly. But Melvin Gordon uh, has finally sort of gotten back into rhythm with this offense, although the Chargers offensive line massively banged up, having lost their center and now their left tackle, it looks like, Ugh. indefinitely. And those are the best two linemen to start the season. So um, they're patchwork at best. But Melvin Gordon coming off, nonetheless, coming off a 108-yard game last week with a touchdown. Austin Eckler doesn't really need a lot of blocking because you like to get him out in space somehow with the football yeah, draws and screens and little pitch plays or whatever to get him into open space because that guy can make the first guy miss no matter what. Um, last week, Keenan Allen, eight catches. Last week, Mike Williams, eight catches or seven catches. Um, and uh, 
he, you know, he can really get it done. Both these receivers are amazing. And since Hunter Henry has gotten healthy for this squad, he's been a huge weapon as well. So offensively, they got plenty of weapons. Just have to protect Phillip Rivers and give him time back there, and he has to avoid the mistake. And then on the defensive side of the football, when Melvin Gordon, or excuse me, when Melvin Ingram was injured for a handful of games there, Bosa went away. But now that Ingram's back, they're back, and they can really get after the quarterback as a combo there. Uh, the interior line has been banged up all season, so hopefully they can just hold their own in the run game against this Chiefs squad and then find a way to get after the quarterback with Ingram and Bosa. Bosa has eight and a half sacks. He's quietly wow. having a phenomenal season right now. And linebacker uh, Drew Tranquil, the rookie out of Notre Dame, he's really started to come on and get himself comfortable as a, a real uh, solid rotation guy in the linebacking court. This Charger team could have easily had a couple more wins um, and not be four and six, but be sitting at five and five or six and four or something like that. And this would be an enormous game. Uh, this is a a little bit past the save the season game for the Chargers, but if they want to save the season, here's your chance. <laughs> Yeah, it starts with getting a big divisional win, man, and uh, just starts twice. Yeah, you just start stacking some wins, and anything can happen. Mm -hmm. um, but it's going to start Monday night, dude. That is going to be a good game. Yep. Oh, dude, so many ways you can check out the football dudes that we mentioned that were now available for subscription on Spotify. Get over there, make that happen. Also available for subscription on iTunes or Stitcher. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get over, do that. Definitely check us out on Instagram. Grab some great imagery there. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Or if you'd like to kick it old school, just go over to footballdudes.com. That's going to do it for this episode of the Trend Zone. I'd like to give my partner Dave a happy birthday out there. Thank you, friend. Hope you had a good one talking <laughs> football, having some fun. And Love we it. hope you guys enjoy the games this weekend. We'll catch you next week on the Trend Zone.